0: Hey loves, like you, I desire an abundant life and its lifestyle, and to continue to show up as my best version of self, where we win in life to reclaim, rediscover, redesign an authentic and genuine self. And yes, this is intimacy on a whole new level. Welcome. Join us at com. Again, that's ClarityWithSue.com. Welcome to the good life. Welcome to the good life.
1: I'm so, you know, Benny, hey, good morning, everybody. It's just I'm so used to the old name, Gratitude Cafe, and I just wanted to remind the audience that it's still me, it's still me, we're just changing it up a bit. We still have the same beautiful content. Uh, and the the value system of gratitude is always still there. Good morning, Benny. How are you?
0: Hi, doing very well, Sue, and uh, good morning to you and Big Sky Country. Big Sky Country, mountain Mm.
1: time, baby. Gotta love it. Calling from Montana. Yes. This is amazing. Thank you so much. And hello to the Pacific Northwest. Hello to all my international peeps and guests and all that good juicy stuff how is the pacific northwest What what's the weather like out there right now
0: gorgeous another day in store for us get out there and enjoy uh, people's yep gotta love it yesterday was warm it's not as gonna be a warm today but gonna love it
1: Ah, uh, you yeah. know and i said that last week there's nothing like the pacific summertime in the pacific mm-hmm. northwest it really is mm-hmm. quite beautiful I'll be heading back there soon. All right, enough about me. I want to remind all of you: if you want a copy of the show, thank you, Denny. If you want a copy of the show, uh, please just go to ClarityWithSue.com, dot com. Sign up for the newsletter; uh, it'll pop up right uh, in, in the, right when you type in "Clarity with Sue. And I it's love bumps or love notes or love. I think we had a joke going with that last last show. Okay, so I'm going to remind all of you why I do this. I this this radio show, I've been doing this for almost, I gosh, I think it's been 12 years, and it is a passion of mine to bring in guests of all walks of life in the personal development field so we can reclaim, rediscover, and redesign who we are and how we're showing up, and that being an authentic and genuine self, you know, you hear all the buzzword about living on purpose and having your purpose. And I know for myself, I just wrote an article about this, but I'm going to talk to you guys about it because it's coming, it's coming forward. You know, when I first started the the self discovery journey, and someone, you know, I would, I would hear the buzzword, uh, find your purpose, what is your purpose, and it would make me so anxious. And I'm actually going to bring when Karen comes on the guest today, we're going to talk about this as well and finding that clarity. But where I'm going with this. I did. I got so anxious because there was this pressure, this, uh, what is my purpose? You know, how I'm, what is all of that? And the clarity within myself, it's the purpose of you authentically and genuinely showing up for you and loving you. That is you living on purpose because then all of your choices and external experiences start showing up exactly authentic and genuine for who you are. And that uniqueness is what the world needs. So do that. Be unique. Be beautiful. Be that loving, gorgeous self that you are. All right. Enough about all of that. Again, go to Clarity with Sue. Get a copy of the show. I send out the newsletter. When my guests come on, sometimes they offer up free goodies and gifts. You will find all of that in the newsletter as well. So if you want the free goodies and gifts, you've got to sign up for the newsletter. Again, go to claritywithsue.com forward slash newsletter, or it's literally a pop-up screen right when you type in Clarity with Sue. We have got Karen Curry Parker today. She is one of the world's leading experts on using quantum human design, the power of archetypes and personal narrative to activate peak performance potential. She's developed a system that explores the relationship between quantum physics and the human design. I am super excited to talk to you today, Ms. Karen, a cross cultural personality assessment system that synthesizes ancient and modern archetypes to enhance people's creative capacity. Karen works with C-suite leaders, including the founder of the 8020 Foundation, an organization that helps build creative initiatives for entrepreneurs. Karen is currently working on her PhD in integrative health, and exploring impacts of personal narrative and language on gene regulation and function. She is a multiple best-selling author and has written more than 17 books. Karen is the mother of eight children and lives in Minneapolis with her family. Welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to be here today. Ah, Me too. I'm excited to have you. Okay, so like I said, we did the formal bio. Let's get to know you and your why and all this juicy stuff behind the quantum human design and the archetypes and all that good stuff.
2: Cool. Well, I have a long why. You can get the long version or the short version. (laughs) But I love love the why because I think my why is kind of a nice mirror to your why. So my big why is that we are in a really powerful, important time on this planet where we're going through a massive evolutionary shift And the biggest shift that I think that's at the root of what needs to happen for us to move forward in a healthy, aligned and abundant way is we need to redefine what is value. And that means we need to redefine first and foremost on a deeply personal level, our own personal value. We need to I, I'm going to borrow some of your words because I use some of the same words as you, Sue. We need to reclaim, redefine and uh, <laughs> proclaim, maybe as another one, proclaim our value in the world yeah. and, and, and and really live in, an, in a value story that encompasses the idea that, first of all, we are each once in a lifetime cosmic events. And number two, we are each unique and vital, irreplaceable roles We all have irreplaceable roles in the unfolding of the cosmic plan. And when we're not living those roles, when we're not playing that part that we were born to play, it actually affects the entire fabric of the cosmos. So my big why is getting everybody back into their right place (laughs) and and getting them into a place where they understand their value. And because they, they understand their value, they can't help but also see the inherent value of not only themselves, but every sentient being on the planet, because I do believe the conversation Mm. we have about creativity, when we all understand value changes dramatically.
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, there's something I I love that you're saying this because it's loving me is loving you is loving us. I say that Mm -hmm. so much and Mm -hmm. it's so powerful because it's a mirror of the conversation. I'm learning. It's a mirror of our conversation. You attract like, attract like. And, of course, the contrast comes up, but we can have that conversation in a bit. I would like to break down uh, the the quantum human design and just kind of go back to basics and help the audience to understand what that is and what that looks like and how that can facilitate the redesigning and understanding their value.
2: Uh, So to, to understand quantum human design, we actually have to go back to the very, very beginning of what is human design, um, because it's a little bit different than (laughs) traditional human design. So human design is a personality assessment system that was discovered, if you will, in 1987 by a man named Ra Uruhu. Human design is a synthesis of Eastern and Western astrology, the Chinese I Ching, the Hindu chakra system, Judaic Kabbalah and quantum physics. It basically works very similarly to astrology. You take your birthday, birth time and birthplace, You put it into a computer program. Thank God, because we used to do it by hand. Um, and, <laughs> uh, and basically what it spits out a chart and that chart is pretty different looking. It's a big triangle. It has a lot of geometric shapes in it, lots of lines in it that connect the geometric shapes. But, but, but unlike astrology or numerology or Myers-Briggs or any of these other personality assessment tools. It's a little bit different. I actually think of it as a complementary tool to just about every other assessment tool out there. It's a, it's a tool that shows you how you process energy. So it shows you how you interact with others. It shows you what you're here to receive from others. It shows you what you're here to give to others it teaches you the best way for you to interact with the energy of the world and still stay true to who you were born to be. So that's part one. That's traditional human design. In the beginning of traditional human design, the tool itself was used to help people wake up to who they are not. So a lot of the language in traditional human design is designed to kind of shock you and provoke you and poke at you a little bit to help you see where perhaps you've been living in a way that maybe you've been expressing energy that's not yours, or maybe you've allowed your energy to be, I'll use the word hijacked, by the other energies <laughs> of the people in the room, right? And Or so it's, life
1: itself, right? right? Right, exactly. Oh, God. You know, yeah, we're all
2: conditioned. We're all imprinted. We're all entrained by the energies around us and our families and our. And now, of course, now we know with with the emergence of epigenetics, even our ancestral lineage, right? So, so yeah. the 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 original human design system is trained. It is sort of designed to wake you up to what you're not, and that's that's huge. That's really important because, as you know, sometimes you know that awakening process. As you said, has has a lot of re's in front of it, right? You redesign, oh, reclaim because yeah. we have to start over.
1: Right? Yeah, and uh, and also the, to the audience guys, that's a great. It, it may be scary. You may be going, oh, shiitake mushroom, my life has fallen apart. However, it's one of the best places you can be because you are completely redesigning and rediscovering everything that's going on. I just and and, and it's okay where you're at. So go ahead.
2: Absolutely. And I think the other piece is that as part of that, that reprocess, you get to take sovereignty back over your own story. It becomes your story that you choose.
1: Yes, I love that.
2: Which is which is a really good segue to quantum human design, because (laughs) so I've been studying and and learning human design, actually studied with the founder of the system since 1999. And my, my background is really a, a therapeutic background. I'm a nurse first by training. I was one of the very first life coaches trained by Thomas Leonard in the 90s. I was one of the very first people to use EFT, the tapping. I'm, I'm an early adopter. <laughs> um, yeah. and, and so I, I sort of, I would say human design found me. It was a very bizarre sequence of events that, that kind of found me. And I loved it. And I worked for the international headquarters of human design and about Four or five years into my journey, I really started to explore the question how do we use this tool to help people redesign consciously their life? It's great. You know, it's a great tool to get a reading. You get a reading, it's a one off kind of a thing. That's cool. It's interesting. It gives you a little bit to think about. But what I really saw in my coaching practice was that there was more available through the system than was being tapped into. And there was more available to people once they woke up to who they were not, it left them kind of saying, okay, that's great. I'm not this, but who am I? And
1: and
2: it's, it's, as you said, that can be a really scary thing. If you don't have sort of a structural framework for the exploration of that question, you know, in, in my practice, I would say when I work with people probably the most common thing that people say to me, and, and this is in your radio show title, you know, they say, I don't have clarity, right? I'm overwhelmed. I don't know what to choose. I don't know what to do. And part of it's just, there's so much available to us as options. We need sometimes limitations, if you will, or a structural framework to begin that exploration of, well, if I'm not this, then who am I? Which is, you know, really a powerful and important question, because when we go to new thought or deliberate creation or conscious creation, and we say things like, well, your thoughts create your reality, right? Or or you create your own reality. Well, if you don't know who the you is that's doing that, that's problematic, right? Then you still don't have <laughs> a lot of control over the process. Right, right. I'm, so I really started to explore the question, okay, if if we're we're studying and we're talking to people about who they're not, how do we help them understand who they are? And uh, you know, at at the time I actually left the traditional human design organization. And I began this, this deep exploration around, well, how do we take this system and use it to help people discover who they are? And uh, to keep the story really short as best as I can, that really led me basically into a deep dive exploration around cross-cultural archetypes and language. And I actually started taking language into a lab because words have frequencies. When you speak words, you can actually measure the frequencies of language. And so I started taking all the vocabulary words in traditional human design into the lab. And basically I I got, I don't know if you've ever seen this book, Um, (laughs) uh, Rodale, J.I. Rodale has a book called The Synonym Finder. It's about a five inch uh, tall book (laughs) and it has hundreds and millions and millions of words in it. So I started going through The Synonym Finder and testing different ways of describing the core archetypes in human design and finding high frequency language that that would better describe, not better, I don't use the word better, but that described in a higher frequency way, the elements in the chart. And so from that exploration, quantum human design was born. So quantum human design is human design, but it's different language. And then it's language that allows people to build a high frequency energy structure for their story so that they begin to consciously build a narrative story about who they are that's big enough and juicy enough and high vibe enough to call them forward.
1: Oh, Karen, we are so aligned. I love this conversation. And (laughs) language, it's so true. I love that you are testing language. Mm
2: -hmm. The way
1: we speak, the energy and the frequency of that language and the conversation internally and then into our external world is so world is so so important. And there's so many people out there that, again, no right or wrong. It's just you know, it's it's you know I guess maybe it's that old analogy. You don't think before you talk, or you're not thinking before you speak, and that happens internally too. And there's so much power, frequency in the language
2: that we speak. Mm-hmm. hmm and, ah, and actually like, mm. it's it's really powerful. So here's what here's here's what happens because I, I want to break this down for you physiologically because I find this to be this is probably the, the thing that I geek out about the most that I think my, my family okay. is sick of me saying this. But so if I say a word, so let's say I, I say the word money, right? Money, if you think about money, money's kind of a neutral thing right it's an exchange of value it's sometimes it's coins sometimes it's paper sometimes it's seashells you know it's it's just the thing money is when i say the word money depending on your personal narrative your experiences mm. your emotions your conditioning your ancestral lineage when i say the word money that word actually triggers in your brain a photon storm a f- storm of light right? That photon storm causes your brain to produce neurotransmitters, which are hormones that are in this case, responsible for creating emotions. Those emotions in turn calibrate the heart into a state of coherence or incoherence. They also program the brain, the reticular activating system, the brain to start paying attention for opportunities and experience that match the emotional frequency that you just generated with the meanings that you have around money. So if I say money and you're like, I don't know if I'm going to make rent for August, I should probably maybe have a sale or maybe I need to go talk to my brother about that money he owes me. If that triggers negative emotions, right? Your whole Mm -hmm. body literally gets programmed to be in that frequency of energy. And all of a sudden your brain only sees the opportunities that match that emotional frequency, which is in this case, freak out, right? Right. Your heart, when you go into lower frequency energies, your heart actually gets drops out of what, what's called a state of coherence. And you're now living in a state of stress and panic. If you in turn, if you instead have positive meanings about money, if you really say, okay, money, and you believe it, money flows to me easily. I'm well supported. I'm abundant. You know, source has their hand, it's hands on my back. I'm Okay. If you have those sets of meanings, then the emotional frequency you generate in response to those meanings calibrates your heart into a state of coherence and programs your mind to start start seeing opportunities that match that belief system. So it's not just,
1: isn't that crazy? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so good. This is so my alley. I love this. I love this. Wheelhouse alley, whatever. I love it. Please continue (laughs) Karen. Yes. So
2: so we think, oh, language, it's just words. We say stuff, it floats out there. And then we try to use words like even in affirmations. And I'm not saying affirmations don't work, but the power of affirmations that work once you clear any trauma that you have or any meanings that you have that are out of alignment with what you're actually affirming or intending is essential because your body knows what your truth is when you speak the words. And so, so we, we have to address, if we're going to, if we're going to redesign our story or reclaim our narrative, we have to also address, well, what's underneath the meanings that I have about core archetypes. And of course in human design, the entire system is just a synthesis of ancient and modern cross-cultural archetypes. It's just the things your grandmother knew about human beings, right? Put into a codified system (laughs) <laughs> and you can start deliberately using those lang- that language to begin an exploration of, well, where, what do I, what meanings do I have? When I start saying I am the one creating my reality and I'm deciding who am I, now you have sort of a structural framework, kind of a codex, if you will, to start searching through all these archetypes and decide, And to explore, okay, if this archetype is part of my soul curriculum in my chart, how am I exploring that archetype in my life? You know, am I living that archetype in its highest potential? Do I have meanings that support me in expressing this archetype in its highest potential? Or is there something underneath this archetype that I need to explore in order to better? Fulfill the potential of who I am so that when I create my own reality, I'm creating the reality I really want, not the one that's a reactive, conditioned expression of something that happened to me or my family in the past.
1: So important. Audience, did you hear that? Recap in layman terms here. You do create your own reality, and your reality, if there are things in your external world. And I'm going to back up just a little bit. Again, it's about that clarity, Karen, because I know during my self discovery, even with these incredible thought leaders that are out there and doing these incredible workshops and all that, again, going back to the basics and saying, what is it that's off?" Awesome? And these were anchor words for me, Karen, and it still is and are authentic and genuine. What is authentic and genuine to me? It just kind of goes this good, you know, grounds me and reminds me to check in and to make, that I am making choices internally and language externally showing up, those experiences then showing up in my life to make sure that they are authentic and genuine to myself. And I I wanted to remind the audience about a question to ask yourself because I Karen, I think that the contrast is really important and with the affirmations as well because yes, your body will totally, your nervous system, my language, We'll totally call a BS on that and say no, nope, right. that doesn't feel right. Your nervous system will be like, yeah, no, you haven't been living like that. That's not mm-mm. so. Like you said, you got to clear that frequency out. You got to clear that belief out. You got to clear that limiting belief, whatever that is, and then change the narrative, change the narrative and the language that supports what's authentic and genuine to you as you lean into the new experiences.
2: Right. I, I would add, yes. And I, I think I would add one other piece. And and I think, Please. you know, human design addresses this really beautifully too. You know, in human design, there are five energy types. Each of these energy types has a different way of making decisions. And and really, if we're honest, and we look at all of these different ways that we make decisions, included in every one of these five ways of making choices is a theme of waiting, is a theme of being still. And in that stillness, there's an incredible teaching. It, you know, I, I think sometimes when people come into human design, they think it's like, you know, the blue pill or the red pill. I forget which color it's supposed to be. <laughs> and they think, oh, <laughs> Whatever, I, I just I just take this pill, <laughs> click, click my heels together three times, poof. And all of a sudden, I'm making perfect decisions all the time. Do, 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 right. And the reality of it is, I think, there's wait, there, There's a wisdom in this and that wisdom is in the waiting because it's the waiting that actually causes us to have to A, stop doing, which is so important when you're redefining yourself because if you keep doing, you're just going to keep doing the same thing. So you have to stop doing.
1: And then With I audience, think sort of- you hear that? Wait, we got to put a pin in that because that's super important because we live in a society of buzz, 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 go, go, mm-hmm. go, go, go. So audience, mm-hmm. I just want to put a pin in that. What Karen's saying is just, and I find myself doing this too, Karen, that I got to remind myself, whoa, 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 what are you doing, babe? Hang on. Mm-hmm. And I do it in a loving manner Say, hey, so right. there's no rush to anything here. This is your time to heal and just process and figure it's all okay. Okay. Bingo. Bingo. Yeah. It, it's
2: your time to heal. And I think as part of that healing, you know, built into this system is this wisdom that says, when we stop doing we start reconnecting with the body and the wisdom that visceral authentic response that the body has that we get i think when we start getting into the mental parts of i got to do this i got to do that i got this list and people said i should do this this is the component of being successful dah, 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 right we get up in the head and we get so t- you know disconnected from the body's innate visceral wisdom that if we don't stop moving, we miss the cues and the signals. And part of that, reclaiming that authentic peace is also relearning, how does my body feel in response to what's showing up? Does it yeah. feel good and juicy and excited? Or does it feel terrified? Or is my, you know, do I know, is there some part of me in my body that knows, hey, my head thinks this is a great idea, but the body's like, no way, honey, don't do it. Don't do it, Right. And so right. that, that waiting piece really helps And discerning, helps all... and discerning. Yes. That waiting, yes, yes, totally. Because we do know, we, you know, we really actually are designed to be plugged into source and to know exactly what's the next right step. Even if sometimes that next right step leads us to something that we need to learn and redo. But, but in the process of, of being entrained into I would say outdated consciousness at this point that says you have to follow these rules and meet these metrics and measure up to these numbers, you know, in that process of evaluating and measuring the value of life itself through numbers, we disconnect from the sensual nature of the wisdom of the body. And so part of that pause, and, and I think an, an essential part of, exploring, well, who am I is also letting your body tell you what feels right and what doesn't and trusting it and taking the risk to follow what the body says and, and, and experimenting with, well, how does this work? And recognizing that when you're exploring, you know, who is my authentic self, when you can feel the body's response to the opportunities that shows up, you have a hack there, really. It's kind of a really—it's right? bi- a biohack, right? <laughs> so. a ca- there's
1: a caveat or a caveat in that thing. If you're going to listen to your body, you got to be still. You got to be calm. Your nervous system—you yes. have to be in homeostasis, right? If you're in that fight or flight, yes, it's you're going to get a read, but it's going to be a fight or flight read. It's going to be a nervous system read. And from my perspective, and we've got to take a quick commercial break after I say this, but we'll still be live on YouTube, folks, audio only. You've got to get your, like like Karen was saying, get yourself healed. Get yourself in that calm state of being so you can hear the messages that are coming through. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick commercial break in the radio world. We'll be back in about three minutes if you want. You can join us over on YouTube, audio only. We have a little Wi-Fi issue. so. Uh, no visual this this show. So you can just YouTube us, uh, YouTube 1150 AM. And we're going to keep noodling and talking over there. We'll be back in about three minutes, you guys.
0: Hey there everyone, Sue here with Clarity with Sue. You also know me as the host and creator of the Gratitude Cafe. Please sign up for the newsletter so we can stay in touch. All you got to do is go to claritywithsue.com, sign up for the newsletter, and I am creating vitality, abundance, and resilience. I want you to win in life and to reclaim, rediscover, redesign the authentic and genuine you if that sounds juicy and yummy, come over, let's have a conversation, sign up for the newsletter and or the coaching program and the C2C live online program. Again, that's claritywithsue.com. I'm Dr. Michael Norm with your health tip of the day from the African-American Wellness
2: Project. While coronavirus infections could go down over the next few months, we're still headed into flu season. Millions of Americans will be affected by the flu. But the good news is that we do have a safe and effective vaccine. But sadly, too many people go unvaccinated, especially African-Americans. For more about flu vaccine, talk to your doctor or visit aawellnessproject.org.
1: Alternative Talk 1150, it's good for what ails you. This statement has not been evaluated by the FDA. hey thank you benny hey welcome back okay we were just talking about some juicy stuff over on youtube so if you want to get a copy of this show make sure you sign up for the newsletter and it will be in your inbox just go to clarity with sue.com and the little newsletter uh window will pop up so just sign up and we'll give you some love bumps that. talking about human design uh you know what guys ask yourself do you want to live in stress do you want to live in panic do you do you want to live in that kind of survival chaotic lifestyle? I know I I mean, and society is a real supporter of that, you know, and you've got to make the conscious, authentic and genuine choice, how you are going to live in your life, how you are going to show up. And then based on that authentic and genuine self, that that now that we're talking the human design, that quantum, quantum human design that, then the external experiences will start showing up. So I've got Karen Curry Parker joining us, and we have been talking about the fabric of life and understanding what our human value is, what that, understanding it, breaking it down to basics, and really exploring the relationship between ourselves and the quantum physics, the quantum human design. I love this conversation, Karen. I absolutely love it. Let's let's keep diving in. Yeah.
2: Great. Cause I, the next thing I want to talk about is, because again, we're talking, we're, we're talking about, okay, what happens in that process when you stop doing, what happens in that process where you start, you make the decision, okay, I'm going to define myself. I'm going to choose who I am. I'm not going to let my life, my past, my history, who people said, you know, what people told me I should or shouldn't do. I'm going to decide for myself. If I create my own reality, I get to be, I get to decide who the I is. Right. Right right and and of course karen let's let's
1: address this because i think the audience is saying something here well wait a minute i can't just if i hate my job and don't like what i'm doing right now i can't just drop my job i've got to do that so how can we dance in between that discernment how can we dance in between that contrast with them doing the work that we're talking about and also sustaining employment because we still have oh, the 3D stuff, we had. You know what I'm saying? Totally,
2: totally. And that yeah. I think I, I, I really appreciate you bringing that up because I do think sometimes when we go into this personal growth and development conversation, um, you know, we get really uh, we, we, it's it's getting practical with it. You know, and and yeah. I, I will say, you know, I was a single mom. I raised five kids by myself, full-time custody, full-time support. I didn't have the, I definitely didn't have the opportunity on some days to go, you know what, y'all, I'm just going to go do my own thing. You take care of yourself, yeah. <laughs> you know, that was not a, <laughs> right. an option on the table. Um, But, but here's the, here's, I think an answer, and I'm not going to say the answer because everybody has their own answer. And again, you have to drop into your own visceral response to it. And honestly, for some people, it is like, totally feasible for them to say, I'm done. I'm done. Right. Um, I think Beyonce wrote a song about that this year. Um, and (laughs) um, And for some people, it isn't an option. And, and part of a lot of it has to do again, back to how we're hardwired. There are certain people who are configured to just drop it all and take a leap. And there are certain people who need to carefully construct the next foundation and then step from one foundation to the next with great deliberation. And, and neither one of those is more right or wrong than the other or more, and there's no wrongness in it. But but here's what I would say in response to that. Underneath the experience of, or the awareness of, okay, this isn't working for me anymore. And I I feel ready to start exploring what's next. That is a beautiful opportunity for you to begin to commit to doing the work. And that might not be quitting the job, but that might be saying, okay, I'm really clear. I don't like my job. And I'm really clear that for the past couple of years, my way of coping with my job has been come home, stream Netflix and eat Cheetos. And maybe that's not really going to work for me anymore because I'm getting that this is, you know, this is a, an avoidance thing that I'm doing because I can't handle the pain of it. I'm ready to look yep. at the pain of it. I'm ready to explore what's underneath it. And I'm ready to explore the foundation that I need to set in order to be able to make those changes. So the other thing that we've done with quantum human design is when, you know, again, my background is in, is a, is a therapeutic background. And one of the things I noticed again, in my clients is that, you know, almost everyone, if not everyone has kind of a self-sabotage protocol. We know what we should be doing, right? But we don't always follow through on it. And so I started to really explore, well, what's underneath that? Why are we stuck? Why do we keep, you know, why do we have these patterns that block us? And so, you know, again, I went back to the chart and and back to the chart with the understanding that it, it has over 150 different unique archetypes in it. And when I looked at that chart, and I looked at that chart in the context of personal growth and development. And I really was actually used this very closely with Eric Erikson's stages of emotional development a- across the span of life. I started to look at what, what challenges do we have as we grow and evolve from birth to death that we have to master in a healthy way in order to fully express our potential and what happens if we what what underlying issues do we have to contend with as we go through these consistent growth cycles as, as part of our life and so basically what i did is i took the whole human design chart and i took you know modern de- developmental psychology theory and threw it all in a blender not literally figuratively um and basically if, you know when i pushed the button when I poured out what was left, what I found was that really at the core of every archetype, money, creativity, you know, power, beauty, at the core of any archetype for us to be able to fully live it out, there are nine base archetypes. I call them the resiliency keys, nine base archetypes that we have to be clearing and operating with at the, from its highest potential. So when we live, the highest expression of these nine base archetypes, then we're able to fulfill the potential of our life and really, again, claim control over that space between stimulus and response. So those nine archetypes are lovability. So you have to believe that you're lovable and that you can give love. Authenticity, you have to believe that you have a unique and vital role in the world. You have to have a high sense of self-worth. You have to know your value. You have to be courageous, meaning you have to know how to navigate fear because it's always going to come up and to not let it paralyze you and to know how to interpret it correctly. Because sometimes fear is important, right? And sometimes it's it's just existential stuff. (laughs) You have to know how to trust yourself and your own inner wisdom. You have to know how to be decisive, how you make decisions in the way that's right for you. You have to be emotionally wise so that you're consciously using your emotional energy to hold a frequency of creative energy instead of reacting. And you have to have a sense of empowerment. Now, when you, those are eight, when those eight archetypes are operating in the highest way, then you, then basically what happens is you have this huge degree of vitality that gets released. You have energy. You you don't want to sit in front of Netflix eating Cheetos anymore because now you have the energy to say, okay, I'm ready to start laying the foundation for what's next in my life. If you don't operate in the highest level with these eight core archetypes, then you burn out. You live in a state of low-grade stress, The, the cortisol and the adrenaline starts to take its toll, your adrenals fail, you go into adrenal fatigue, endocrine system issues, and all of a sudden you don't feel good. You you're in there. You're, yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: And you, so you hate your job, but you also don't have the energy anymore to deal with the change you need to make. So in that space, when you're saying, okay, well, I hate my job. What should I do? First of all, celebrate the fact that you know that because there are a lot of people yeah. who are so numb, they don't even know that. <laughs> and, yes. and, and then say, an oh,
1: okay, discernment. And that's beautiful. Don't yes. knock yourself for that. It's, it's incredible. Yes.
2: Yes. It's, it's a huge and very important, um, brave, uh, brave. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And then, um, you know, and then make the commitment to doing the work, make the commitment to really dropping into that space where you say, okay, I'm going to work on my lovability. I'm going to work on my authenticity. I'm going to work on my self-worth. I'm going to work on my courage. I'm going to work on learning to trust myself again. I'm going to learn how I make decisions so that I feel good about how I make choices. I'm going to really look at how do I consciously use my emotional energy to create and where do I find influence and power over the circumstances in my life so that I can then tap into this vitality and activate that spark for change.
1: Oh, Karen. So juicy audience. Are you hearing this? And let's have that conversation. Ask yourself let's lean into that question. Do you want an authentic and genuine life? You want to understand and feel into that and understand what that even means to you, how that feels, how that can externally show up for you when you're internally aligned and you got your stuff figured out in layman terms, right? How Mm -hmm. can you align with all of this? Oh, such a beautiful conversation. I love this. <laughs> I can't, seriously, I could keep talking and talking and talking. It's like, sign me up, Karen. Yes. I'm a yes, please. So ask <laughs> yourself, Do you, uh, you know, what is your narrative? And, you know, there's a lot of, I've, I've raised, well, you've raised kids too, but I've also, and I've also got um, three um, females that I have birthed into this world, 22, 21, and 19-ish. And they're, you know, going back into the conversation about writing their own narrative. There's so much because kids, humans, people, they have their own narrative. So what is it in that narrative that you are writing that is really not true? Mm -hmm. What are you making up because maybe you want to be in denial? What are you making up because you don't want to see what the truth is? And that's okay. It's just. You know, it's like that uh, same analogy, Karen, of just putting your head in the sand or denial or burnout because you just don't want to face it. And it's big, brave work. It takes a lot of courage to stand up and say, ah, that ain't working for me anymore. Okay, now what? Now let's go into quantum human design and figure out what that looks like and align that with those nine archetypes, right? Right.
2: Absolutely. So so I want to jump in and just even think about a little reframe on the denial piece, yes. because I, I think that sometimes when we start having conversations about denial, it, it, we sort of hit it sort of by nature has resistance in it. Right. And yeah. oftentimes yeah. resistance is that, you know, it, it, as soon as we hit resistance, it, it becomes this or that. And so.
1: I wait a minute. Hang on. I want I, I totally want to hear this conversation. And I love that because when I, for me, when I hear denial, I hear, oh, Sue, it's time to go go to work. Like I, I it's a yes. switch for me that says, Oh, nope, 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 nope. We're going to work here, babe. Love you. <laughs> Does
2: that make sense? <laughs> and, and I think I think that's true. I totally think that's true. And sometimes that denial is protective. And, and I think because, and this is, this is just because our conversation in our culture is so much about willpower, you know, and we say, well, we should have the will to power through the denial. Well, what if the way you're living, like, let's say, for example, you're not being authentic because you were told at a very early age that it's not okay for you to be who you are and how you are. And so to protect yourself from further injury you went inward and you said okay yep. i'm going to i'm going to protect this part of myself it's so precious and valuable that i'm not going to show it to the world i'm just going to keep it in here to keep it safe and that maybe that's not resistance as much as that's self protection and so maybe the conversation can also be where am i resisting or where am i in denial but also what am i protecting that's so valuable inside mm. of me that I I need to now look at how do I strengthen it so that I can reveal it to the world again.
1: Mm, That is beautiful. Audience, what am I protecting? If that denial bubble comes up, I love that though. It's a great, it's a great way to look at it. What am I protecting? I thank you. That was beautiful.
2: It just, it just makes it easier sometimes than beating ourselves up for, for resisting.
1: (laughs) Oh gosh, of course. And you know, I, and what comes up for me are the CCs in life, something that I coined years ago and it was a download. I'm sure it was on the radio years ago and it's creating that CCs in life, which is compassionate curiosity for yourself and others, because it takes that thing out of said conversation, said situation. If you can get really curious, it lightens the load, right? And then have mm-hmm. compassion for yourself and the others. And also, you know, Karen, we were talking a minute ago about being different. And I want, and meaning, it's okay that you are different. You had said people were, get, you know, like I'm a leap of faith type of person. And then there's people that no, nope, I've got, I've got i I've got to methodically figure this out. Don't make mm-hmm. each other wrong. Have a genuine mm-hmm. conversation of support and love, right? Don't make each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. Don't make. Don't get yourself in that. And I. And I. I'm a recovering of that. You know, I. I, I'm like I. I'm jumping in. Let's go. Or somebody in my life would be like, Are you kidding me? That is nuts. Don't do that. And then I would diminish myself and my beliefs and my leap of faith isms because of somebody else's beliefs, expectations, or feelings. So I just Mm -hmm. wanted to kind of drizzle that in there to those that there are different people and honor that within whether it's the archetype and or understanding each other's values and i i
2: i I can't stress that enough i i just want to i want to get a megaphone and put a megaphone on that because i do think the the shadow of the personal growth and and development industry and and this whole if i could do it you can do it stuff that's not necessarily true. No, no one, no one is going to do it like me. No one is going to do it like you, but they are going to do it like them. And we have to, as thought leaders in this community say, wait, there is no the way there is your way. So let's look at how do we help you find your way? Don't do it my way. Do it your way. What is that? How can I support you in that? And, and And if we're teaching, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, And when people ask, what
1: do you think? You say to them, "What do you think? What feels right to you?" Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's have that conversation. I don't want you to do I what I do. It's it's and when I was writing, you know, at the top of the hour, I was saying I was just writing this article, and it's, "Do you boo? Do mm-hmm. <laughs> you boo? <laughs> we need a bumper sticker that says, do you boo?'" And yeah. and do it with compassion and respect, and and you know. Don't walk over people. I mean, have the, the respect for yourself and integrity for yourself and uh, figuring out that clarity and how to speak your truth and, and, and finding what is true and authentic and genuine to you. And having a quantum human design is part of that tool, that practicality. You know, why mm-hmm. not? Why not? Well,
2: and and I would even say, because I have to even just add this, it might not be quantum human design, and that's also okay. I I keep telling people, I don't care if you discover your value by hopping on one toe with a finger up your nose on a beach somewhere. It doesn't matter to me how you get there, just get there,
1: you know, because the world needs you you to get there. You need you to get there. You need you to get there. So how do you do that? Well, you can obviously, you know, you can talk to Karen or, you know, do the quantum human design, find somebody uh, really and you know, this whole conversation, the umbrella of this conversation is finding what really works for you. Take what works for you and leave the rest, but also mm-hmm. go back and, you know, kind of lean into others things. you know. It's like reading a book. I'm I'm big on audible books. That's how I work out, that's how I do my stuff. And and I'll go back to them, you know, 10 times, 5 times, 2 times, and I'll hear things differently because I'm in a different state of being, or a different state mm-hmm. in my life. So take that analogy for life as well with education and the thought leaders out there. Don't don't just stop because it didn't feel right at that moment. Go back and take a look again because there's going to be something in there. It's kind of like that, Karen, it's like that squeaky wheel. You know, something mm-hmm. in there is ticking. I, I got to go back and, and check that out. Yeah. I yeah. love it. I love it. This is such a valuable conversation. We've got a couple more minutes. Is there anything else that you wanted to add before we said our goodbye? Yeah, I would just say, uh, you know, I
2: want to go back to, you know, do it your way. <laughs> I, I just yeah. want to stress that strongly enough do it your way and do it without judgment and do it with curiosity and wonder, you know, your whole life is a soul curriculum. You know, I believe that you came here for a reason. And part of that reason is for you to experience, you know, the physicality of being spirit in in form in this very unique place. And I certainly would say, you know, let the journey be what it is, approach it with The least amount of judgment possible, and 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 I would certainly say, just I think a gentle reminder: you came here at this time for a reason, and I really do think that we all came here at this time, you know, in this really interesting cycle of upheaval and disruption, and I think ultimately rebirth and redefinition of what it means to be a human. That you came here to finish all these dead end stories that include any kind of a message that says it's not okay for you to be who you are or how you are. It is okay for you to be who you are. In fact, it's the most essential thing possible. And you being you is your purpose. It's not what you do. We talk a lot about purpose being what you do. Your purpose is to be yourself. So be who you came here to be. And Know that the way in which you are configured, the way that feels good and right for you, the way that lands in your body, the way that makes you feel joyful is the way. That's 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 your signal that's showing you this is the direction you should go. Don't waste your time trying to reason your way through or, or rationalize your way through something that doesn't feel right. Let yourself trust your gut and move forward towards the things that bring you joy. It's really that simple.
1: It's that simple. And I love that. Thank you, Karen. Also, you know what, guys? Listen to these words. It's not going to feel right because it's new. Mm -hmm. Your nervous system and your past is going to say, wait, 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 wait. That doesn't feel right. Of course it doesn't feel right because you're doing something new. That's what you want to do, my love. You want to jump into that and just have that compassion. Get curious about your life. Get curious about your joy. We, and, and, and as I bring on all these guests, you have a big, fat permission slip to live your <laughs> authentic self, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like this billboard permission slip. You have permission. You do. You do. You can do it. And providing the tools, like I do here on the radio show. Karen does herself with the book, her teachings, all of that. Whether it's you know, quantum human design or what I teach with my PCC or the Craziness Clarity Curriculum. All of that. Lean into what feels right to you, Karen. How can they get a hold of you? Uh,
2: well, I would say the best thing you can do to get a hold of me is, first of all, go get your free Human Design chart. You can go there at www.freehumandesignchart.com, and that will give you all the new language. And uh, you can visit our website, QuantumAlignmentSystem.com. And uh, check out, we've got tons of videos and blogs and things, all kinds of different information for you to keep exploring who is the you that's creating your reality. And how do you, how do you create for yourself the future you desire, you want that's yours to be, to grow into?
1: Ah, who is the you that is designing this? I love that. Okay. What was the, the uh, freehumandesign.com? Is that what Free it was? Freehumandesignchart.com. Chart dot com free human design chart dot com you guys that's a free gift i'm going to repeat that free human design chart dot com of course you can go to quantum is it quantum i've got your quantum. email but i don't have it
2: yeah it's quantum alignment system dot com it
1: is quantum alignment systems dot com okay and if you guys are driving Please don't write and drive. It will all be in the email. Just go to Clarity with Sue and just grab an email. Again, you can go to freehumandesignchart.com and get your free human design chart. With all of this, Karen, thank you so much. This has I love this conversation. And honestly, I could keep going and going because it's juicy
2: and it's my wheelhouse.
1: I love it. (laughs) Well, I appreciate
2: our conversation. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you.
1: Oh, you're so welcome. Good luck on that PhD. Let me know how I can keep supporting you because this conversation is so important. And it's just, you know, it's our squeaky wheel. It's our way of also loving on you and giving you the real-life practical tools to reclaim, rediscover, and redesign the authentic and genuine you. You have a big, fat permission slip. Until next week, I love you guys. And each of you are a gift. Get out there and share yourself with the world. We'll i